Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Vontae the Pro. I'm kicking it with my homie. What up? I'm Will Gill. Thank you for checking out the Hip Hop Review Pod. We'll be checking out all the new hip hop albums dropping. We'll be checking out some of our favorite classics, too. Mm. We'll let you know what's hot in these streets. That way, you can check it out and you know what's going on. Yes, sir. We're here to change the podcast. Yeah. Another one. Let's go. What up, Monte the Pro? We are back. What up, Will Gill? Episode number Jackie Robinson. 42. 42, the guy, Jackie Robinson. Hey, uh, I think it's only right. He, he played for the New York Brooklyn Dodgers, and he played on the Dodgers before they went to L.A. Did you know that? Yeah, man, New York to L.A., kind of like this rapper we reviewing this week. And yeah. uh, if you don't know who we're going to review, it's 50 Cent, and we're doing his classic album, mm-hmm. Get Rich or Die Trying. We're taking it back this week. And uh, before we hop into this background check, I just want to shout out some real ones that dropped a review on our iTunes account this week. Uh-huh. Chris Platty, mm. Bomber424, Tony Beast Coast. Mm. Y'all some real ones blessing your boys with a five-star golden review. Oh, we appreciate that. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, back Back to this review, we doing 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. And if anybody don't know who 50 Cent is, let's get into this background check. Let's do it. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A God. (laughs) I just told you. That's who I think I am. The God 50 Cent coming out of Queens, New York, the South Side. In uh, 2002, this dude dropped a mixtape called Guess Who's Back. Mm. And it caught the ear of this rapper. You might have heard of him. Who's His that? name is Eminem. Ooh. And from the there, guy, the rap guy. <laughs> I've heard of him. And then from there, he, he lands a record deal with Shady Records, Aftermath, and Interscope Records. Mm-hmm. After linking with Dre and M, this guy pretty much took the rap game over for a couple years. Even uh, taking down the ones untouchable hit maker himself who's that ja rule and murder incorrectness <laughs> yeah i seen uh, it he built a team around them that uh, grew into their own success as a group and an individual you might have heard of them too they're called filled up with a young buck lloyd banks tony yayo and uh the game Kinda. <laughs> yeah. And outside of rap, man, this dude 50 Cent has been able to accomplish things. Only a handful of rappers have been able to accomplish throughout their uh, careers, being yeah. a successful businessman. But since we're a hip-hop podcast, mm-hmm. we gonna keep everything with the music. Yes. The 50s gave us a lot of that, too. Dropping works like The Street King Immortal, Animal mm. Ambition, Before I Self-Destruct, mm. Curtis, The Massacre, Power mm. of the Dollar, and some G-Unit albums. And today, we are gonna review... The classic album that started it all, yep. busted the door wide open, mm. Get Rich or Die Trying, I'm dropped excited. in 2003. I'm excited. This is the first 50 Cent album we get to do in this podcast, man. I'm excited. The Power 50. <laughs> and uh, Monte the Pro, Get Rich or Die Trying, we got 19 tracks, dropped yeah. in 2003. Please tell me, do you remember how you was feeling when this album dropped? Um, 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, I'll give you some perspective perspective on where I was at. So when this album dropped, um, me Vontae the Pro, I was 13 years old. Yeah. Um, and so that means for when this album dropped, I was in the eighth grade year of middle school. So I remember just being young and impressionable at that time. I knew I liked hip hop. I was a fan of Ludacris, Outkast, Neptunes, and artists like Jay Z. Like I knew that I liked that sound. I loved rap music. And I want to say when uh, uh, for this around this time, the first song that I ever heard from 50 Cent I could remember was Wangsta. Yeah. And in middle school, I remember everybody was playing that song. Everybody was talking. I kind of felt like everybody adapted that word and the lingo and more or less the style that 50 Cent was giving us. So um, I just started seeing it everywhere. I started seeing everybody talk about it. I started hearing the music more and more. I started seeing some of his music videos. And then after that, I was just like, wow, I have to I have to check this out for myself. So after all that was all that said and done, I was excited to finally listen to like a full body of work from the artist known as 50 Cent. I, was, I had to see what this was all about, what the buzz was about. So... Uh, what about you, man? Uh, you you were thirteen as well, right? Yeah, I was thirteen too. And um, when this album dropped, Fifty Cent's buzz was already like just built at an all time high. He had huge records before this album dropped, like mm. in the club, Wangsta, mm-hmm. and records like that. So already, like the anticipation for this album, even as thirteen, like I was waiting for this shit to drop. I feel that. I remember the. Uh, I remember having the physical CD copy mm. of this. Um, of this album and it was so dope because I remember the CD was a uh, was a gun range uh, target and it had uh-huh. like nine bullet holes in it just like yeah. always like reminding us that 50's been shot nine times yeah. and I'll tell you what when this album dropped in 2003, I think everybody I knew been shot nine times. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a thing to do. Like, if you didn't, being, uh, growing up in the hood wasn't enough. You had to be shot. Yeah. And uh, 50 made that a standard. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, that, and, gave you, that gave you more credit. And, and I'll tell you what, growing up being a, you know, a teenager, I was listening to a lot of Ja Rule records and I was, you know, falling in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, 50 Cent made a real uncool to be falling in love <laughs> and uh shit changed real fast in my life and i just want to hop into it right now we got 19 tracks yeah. montana pro you got any highlights you want to point out specifically on this album all right if i want to talk about the first song that um i would like anybody to check this out if they're crazy and they never heard this album before um and it was the first song that i that i truly enjoyed from 50 cent track number 17 wankster oh we gonna go right there we going right damn, there damn homie <laughs> in high school you was the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? <laughs> so I just remember this is like the first time being introduced to Fifty Cent right here. Um, I, and I do remember uh, seeing the music video on on One Hundred Six and Park on, on those on BT. That's, uh, that's funny you brought that up because I was gonna bring it up too. The first time I seen this music video or even heard this song was on BET yeah. with um what was their countdown show on BET uh, 106 yeah, was, 106, yeah. yeah with uh, AJ and Free yeah <laughs> respect to the real ones hell yeah man and this off my first impression like I remember being at, at 13 I just remember I thought this song goes hard and, and just thinking like who is this because this is my first impression off this I, I need to find out more um, and then so if I can think about it right now as I'm actually thinking about it if I could sum this song Wankster up in one word it just be classic yeah um and then i just and then for me also i, I just liked how the whole uh, how he flipped the word the wankster word and it was something it was just a new slang for me and you know a wankster pretty much is just calling someone a sucker or pretty much like a fake gangster wanna be gangster yeah and then and, and, um and it's just a perfect it was 
especially at that time, it was just perfect for him to say that because back in 2003, it was all about being a gangster and, you know, and trying to, you know, at this time it still kind of is, but like, that's what I feel like hip hop is kind of based around. So it just, I thought this song was so dope. For me, I feel like also when I listen to Wanks, I feel like 50 Cent is giving, like, that's his personality to the fullest. Yeah. When he's, he's like, he's, he's talking about certain things that he's just, like, giving you his, like, his uh, street cred or more or less, like, his report, saying, like, you know, rapping about how he was selling Nixon, Nixon dimes, not being afraid to pull the nine, and uh, and then also, like, rapping about how he's been on parole and everything, so it's kind of, like, giving you, like, perspective on, on who 50 Cent is. Yeah, say, I'm not a Wankster. Yeah, but yeah. But you suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, we, and then just like how Will Gill kind of said it, but my 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 second my 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 favorite line on here is from the second verse, and you kind of already said it, Will Gill. Yeah. The classic line, "Damn, homie." In, <laughs> in high, high school, school, you was the man, homie. What the, what the fuck, fuck happened, happened to you? you? That shit is so classic. It's yeah. it's, it's one of hip hop's greatest lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's it's, it's so timeless. Um, and and when I listen to Wangsta, it just reminds me of a place in time where I was at in life, and um, and also just reminded me like like Fifty Cent just been with the shits. Yeah, like he just like just like from the get go. Yeah, um, so. Like if you ask me, like just to answer your question, like you asked me, what was my favorite uh, standout track? And that's easily track number seventeen, Wangsta. Like, um, it just this is really dope, man. I um and, and also um this is like the first single, like so the, for me this is the first time I got your to check him out. Introduction to fifty two. Yeah, and then also like as far as like when I say his first single, because you list, you listed off a couple mixtapes mixtapes that I haven't heard of, but like this is the first time that uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre got behind you yeah. know him and was like, yo, check this guy out. Yeah, and at so the time dope. at the time of the album, we didn't hear those mixtapes because the internet wasn't the same mm. so it's not like you just go on datpiff.com and word, download any mixtape you want and we are in california if <laughs> none of y'all know yeah so this new york buzz that is happening in uh new york with 50 that is missing everybody on the west coast yeah yeah that's why dre stamp to 50 was so big because yeah. that's opened the doors for california Mm -hmm. And then once it was open, it was wide the fuck open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. I'm I'm very happy you, you text on that. But uh, Will Gill, I want to ask you. Um, I know we both enjoy this album, and I want to ask you: When you was 13 years old, even till today, what is your favorite standout track that you would tell me or everybody else to listen okay, to? Okay, yeah, man. I want to highlight track number four, "Many Men." Oh, okay. And, uh, man, to me, this track is 50s best songwriting to date. Mm. And this track was able to be it's like able to be gangster, dark, hopeful. Yeah. And it's like a story of triumph because he was able to live through all the bullshit that was going on in his life by the all the bad decisions he made. And many men the hook is like eerie yeah. and, and it comes off like a prayer for survival uh when he's uh singing it many men. And I I wouldn't categorize 50 Cent as a rapper that hits you over the head with bars over bars over bars but hey man this <laughs> this dude 50 was coming with it on yeah. this track when he had lines like uh death gotta be easy because life, life is hard, hard. yeah like, damn <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm the diamond in the rough that ain't been found i'm the underground king and yeah. that ain't been crowned yeah is it like uh, and he continues it up just throughout this whole song he's just really killing it with the bars like sunny days wouldn't be special if it weren't for pain mm -hmm. joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for uh pain yeah uh, I fucked it up, but y'all know what I'm saying. That shit was tight. <laughs> I got what you yeah. saying. I, I, rem I remember that moment. Many Man, it, it's, it's solid. It just kind of like gives you an example of like 50 Cent's pen game. Yeah, and then 50 uh, pretty much closes up this track and says like he realized 
in his life that he was supposed to accomplish something really special because people that come from where he came from and all the people that were trying to bring him down, he was able to prosper through all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knows that there's bigger things for him in life. And man, to this day, 50 Cent track number four, Many Men, is still my favorite song. Damn, all right, I feel that. You must, you must, you must have felt like as a as a child, you must have felt like like you had the pressure against somebody. I don't know, I felt like yeah, you I, would I, like I was that on, song I, that early, and and for what that song means and everything. Damn, Will. Yeah, I grew up in the hood, man. But uh, <laughs> I, I was on the bus side, I and like many man. Was <laughs> death upon me, blood in my eyes. <laughs> but uh, Montana Pro, uh, you I don't want to turn our podcast into a karaoke session. Yeah, so let me. Toss it back to you. Uh, any other checks you want to highlight before we move on to general? I got one more myself. All uh, right, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of happy that um, I'm going to talk about this track because uh, Will kind of made the room a little dark. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about that mini man, so let's let's turn the lights up a little bit <laughs> and let's talk about my second favorite song, and that is track number fourteen, uh, twenty-one questions. And if you have not heard that song, slap yourself and do you like? Damn. Uh, I, I don't I don't understand why you have not heard this song. It's been out for way too long. <laughs> but I, um, and I feel like what I want to say is like about this song is like. An album full of gangster rap. It's nice to, it's nice for me, nice for me to enjoy this quick break, you know, from motherfuckers just shooting each other or whatever, and get, get to this shit right here. Um, you know, some might call this song the, like the softest song on the album or whatever, but I feel like this song was important to make this make him appeal to more people. And yeah. me, just just to me, I feel like when he when he put this record out, it made him push farther than what he was already doing and kind of like it gives you an example of, of like where he's gonna go because he made he made other uh classic songs and it was kind of like the the first thug love type yeah. of track that he that he made to that's me. what that was his first step into turning into ja rule eventually <laughs> like 50, 21 questions is a ja rule song don't get it twisted um when i was 13 i couldn't realize how much of a hypocrite he was with yeah. how much i love 21 questions and hated all ja rule records yeah and i'm like you know what 50 is lightweight hypocrite yeah. and then uh, his career was pretty much him trying to reattempt to make 21 questions I can see that I can see that you know I never really looked at it until today until that moment you just made that <laughs> statement it's true because he, he really gave John the death blow and said pretty much what he was doing was like really corny yeah. and he pretty much like stole a, a page out of his book on this one right yeah. here and did it. but nonetheless I found I found on 21 questions I felt like I felt like it was like one of the most catchiest songs on this album yeah. um, and and, and and the song's featuring, I need, I should have said this earlier, it's featuring the, the hookmaster himself, the late, great Nate Dogg. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's rest in peace, man. Um, just a West Coast legend right there. No more or less, I feel like a legend in general. Um, and I feel like also I want to touch on that. I feel like uh, the production on this song right here is parallel to the rest of the album with it being incredible. Because I remember around this uh, around this time in 2003 was around the time I first started making beats. And this was one of the songs that I um, sampled. And oh. I, would, I, would, I would upload this song and I wanted to like take bits and pieces of it and try and flip it and make little certain things uh make it my, my own or whatever so i remember just really enjoying the production to, from then until now and so i just really i just really want to note that and i just really feel like you know i find this song to be relatable dog yeah because <laughs> you soft you love you love soft shit like this <laughs> your favorite rapper drake so it doesn't surprise me that 21 questions in this hard gangster ass album would be one of your favorite tracks 
but continue <laughs> you know, watching it, you know, pro. You know what? I just want to say this before we keep going on. Tell people about this song. I wish everybody could see the uh, the, the, the the back and forth dialogue with Will and I over text. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it up on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we should, we okay. should. But uh, you should follow us at, at HHR underscore Pod, and I'm gonna post this. I tell Will, I say, yo, he's like, hey, which one's you? Which what's your favorite song? I tell him this song, and he said, you would like it with your Drake soft ass. So I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck you, you know. I just, I just gotta note that. I just, it was just, it was just a very funny moment. You, you gotta check the picture. I out. feel like Drake needs to do a Twenty One Questions remix. <laughs> I feel like he the could. streets need that so bad. He, he could, <laughs> he could. If he did, if he did, I guarantee you, I play it all the yeah. time. <laughs> but you know what? Um, I just want to say that um, you know, I kind of talked to him that this was the first Thug Love type of track that he did. He did, but I like the sound. But I do want to, um, I do want to say something I found interesting because I was doing a little homework to when I was like collecting my um, review and everything, and I found out that Dr. Dre didn't didn't even want Twenty One Questions on this album. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, and you would think so because like what it did for him and what like the yeah. image and look and everything. But Dr. Dre didn't want it. Um, but I guess when at the end of the day, Fifty Cent fought for this song to be on the album because he didn't he didn't want to be a one dimensional artist. Damn, you know, you know what I mean? Like he didn't just want to be this gangster. You know what I mean? And, and and I guess he wanted to show that he has two sides to him too. He's not you know just all he's not he's not just game making on breakfast. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you know got show more 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 of what he's doing. You know? So overall, I just want to say I think this this song is special and just well made and twenty one questions is just classic and yeah. just timeless man what i'm hearing is that you love it like a fat kid love cake <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly okay that's how i'm feeling but um all right so those are my two two moments that i want to say um uh, get rich and die trying is my favorite but i'm gonna flip it to you will go i want to ask you what is your uh you said you got one more yeah, favorite yeah. track uh what, what, what you feeling all right you got wangsta and you got 21 questions yeah so i feel it's only right if i come through with an album cut and mm. i want to highlight track number seven heat Mm, okay. And this track is just hard as fuck, my that's, dude. That's just ham. When your hook goes, if I catch you slipping, I'ma shoot you. I'm I ain't playing. playing. <laughs> you know that you about to be listening to some hard shit. Yeah. Uh, the first verse, fifty, is just unfiltered and gangster as fuck. Just um, the opening line on the track is. Uh, Keep thinking I'm candy till your skull get pop and your brain pop out the top like Jack in a Box. Like, oh shit! When I first heard it, I'm 13 years old, I'm like, holy shit! This yeah. is graphic as fuck. Yeah. I and mean, he follows that line up with saying, "I see gangsters get religious when they start bleeding, saying, mm -hmm. Lord Jesus help me because they ass is leaking.' Yeah. Like, oh. And he follows that up with saying, "You could go run for your backup, but those machine gun clips is gonna light your back up. Like, holy shit!" Holy That's, shit yeah. This shit is hard as hell And look We are not finished This shit gets harder <laughs> He follows that up with saying uh, If you're smart You'd be shooking me Cause I'll get tired of looking for you Spray your mama crib And let hey, your you ass look, look for me, me. Oh my god That was so cold That was that so cold The coldest Hardest line I think I've ever heard <laughs> In a hip hop looking record for you. Oh And uh, Montana Pro You know what goes perfect with bars like that what's up an uh, instrumental built around gunshots and guns cocking <laughs> yeah everything about this track is tough it's graphic it's hard mm. and, and i'll tell you what i have this song playing in the background mm -hmm. don't fuck with me <laughs> I, this, this song will put you in a bad mood in a good way <laughs> and uh if, if you only listen to get rich or die trying and you only listening to like you know your major hits on here like 
in the club and uh, the songs you highlight, P-I-M-P. Get this, uh, hop into track number seven, Heat, mm-hmm. and uh, get some thugging in your life. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Like, uh, if I was driving down the street and I come to a stop to stop sign and I look to my right and I see somebody playing this song, I'm rolling up the window. Yeah. I'm rolling up the window yeah. and I'm making a left. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, that song is perfectly offensive. Perfect, <laughs> <laughs> dog. All right, Hovey. Uh, we got 19 tracks. Do you want to just hop into our general yeah, and uh, kind of talk about the album as a whole? Yeah, we got to. There's no way we could talk okay. about all 19. All right, I, I, I just want to say that this album, Get Rich or Die Trying, might be the greatest hip-hop gym album of all time. <laughs> I was listening to this album in the gym making all kind of gains. I was in the uh, gym looking like the uh, in the club music video. <laughs> I, if you want to get ripped fast, listen to this Get Rich or Die trying. I swear to God, I, I got a pump right now just talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I do love that video. And that, you know, like, um, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't into it, but now this shit, yeah, this shit's a classic. This shit's a, a classic gym album right yeah. there. Um, but I, I, if I was going to say something about this album, though, I feel like um, when I think about hip-hop and I think about, like, some of the roots or whatever and what people think about when they say hip-hop, certain things are missing, I feel like they talk about, you know, the gangsterness that's missing. And I feel like this is just authentic hip-hop right here. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I posted this on Twitter the other day, and um, it kind of fucked me up. I, I put this album on. I was playing it, and I got done, and I went to Logic. And no disrespect, I like Logic. Logic, Logic Logic's a cool dude. But I felt like that was that new school and old school yeah. gap because it's like, this album was so gangster. We just talk about, you know, all these songs about him just straight up. Up popping niggas and, and, and just being straight gangsta and no no diss to logic or whatever because like I'm saying I'm enjoying those songs too yeah, but they just it, don't need to be on the same it playlist it quickly turns into nerd raps yeah what yeah. we thought was bars two weeks ago when we was reviewing that uh, logic uh, Bobby Tarantino <laughs> yeah it was like man this, this dude coming with bars yeah and then we, we listen to 50 Cent Woo! get Richard or die trying right after we're like Woo-hoo! man that is nerd rap yeah like that nerd shit is weak yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a difference and it's just like you know they're both enjoyable but it just it just like man when they talk about the roots of what hip hop is I know the hip hop is built up built off of many things but this one right here is to feel like the backbone of it yeah I feel like that's kind of missing in hip hop right now like there's no like authentic like undeniable gangster rapper like Meek Mill was set up to be that dude yeah yeah and then um, he went after Drake kind of like 50 Cent going after Ja Rule this soft hit maker yeah yeah and uh he got bodied by the singing <laughs> and it didn't work out and there hasn't been a tough gangster rapper that the streets could kind of that would have never happened if it was 50 never <laughs> happened if it was 50 <laughs> but uh and I, I would say man I, I think the intro of this album with the 50 cent coin dropping and then yeah. it goes into what's up gangster uh-huh. has to be one of the best uh hardest intros that i've ever heard on any album not just hip-hop it's just yeah. iconic till today yeah you know and i kind of talk about this on every review i really enjoy when album or when intros are short and this yeah. is like the shortest intro and it goes straight to the point seven seconds seven seconds and then this. it goes into what up gangsta what, what, yeah, what up, like what, man what? that shit is hard yeah it really let you know what 50s about it's like what up good yeah what up gangsta it's like yeah. this is about to be some hard shit yeah and i and also when, while we're talking about the uh intro of this album i want to say that this album probably has one of the best eight song runs uh what part 
because it, it, it go, right at the beginning the intro because you have the intro mm-hmm. the the uh, 50 cent coin dropping yeah go into what up gangster just a hard ass track mm-hmm. you go into patiently waiting Ooh. featuring eminem killer verse both of them going back and forth then yeah. you get into many man one of the deepest songs 50 cents wrote yeah and then you go into in the club which is one of the hugest records of all time yeah yeah and then you get into a west coast record like high all the time mm-hmm. which is like you just ride out to heat which is just hard as fuck <laughs> yeah and then you get into track number eight if i can't west coast <laughs> pianos with a New York rap style it's yeah. just like man what a run <laughs> yeah. to open the album it's damn. pretty unfucking real damn it's uh, and honestly I think in my head it's just the whole way through yeah. but I do know what you mean at that first eight like straight from the get go yeah. like you know you're gonna enjoy yeah. this rest of this album it's it's oh man it's, it's, it's a great album I feel like on this album I feel like um, 50 Cent I never really questioned his pen game, but I felt like I reminded myself of this. Like he just is very flawless with his bars, yeah. And I like I really enjoy that um, he's good with his bars and he knows how to execute his point in his lyrics. Yeah, I feel like Fifty's never been able to reach his bars like they were at this album. Yeah, I always feel like everything fell short, and uh, even with Fifty's voice, what he's doing with his voice, like you could just hear hunger. Mm, like it yeah. really sounds like he's trying to get rich or yeah. he's gonna die trying yeah yeah and yeah. uh I, that hunger that's behind his voice on this album i think it's gone by just even by his next album the massacre yeah where it just sounds like i did he's that guy i did check that the, the massacre out I, I checked out a couple 50 cents albums after they more or less collected myself for this uh review in this podcast and yeah man uh get rich or die trying is just so undeniable undeniable and, and another thing i'm going to talk about that i enjoyed off of get rich and die trying is just like i loved how uh, how directly 50 cent was to ja rule yeah, I loved how yeah. directly he was to him, dog. There's no subliminals in this album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no subliminals. Yeah, Job punk ass thinking out loud. <laughs> Southside till I die. This is how I get down. <laughs> yeah. That shit is missing in hip hop today, If your dog. boss was a bitch, if he could, he would <laughs> sell his soul to be shook. Uh, and while we talking about him directly mentioning Ja, mm-hmm. I just want to say uh, track number 10, Back Down, which is uh, where I'm quoting all these bars from. Mm-hmm might be one of the most slept on disc records of all time when he uh, says uh, you a pop tart sweetheart you soft in the middle (laughs) he's like ugh nasty he's just like and he's directly picking holes at the whole Murder Inc. camp who's been running hip hop for like five six years at that point yeah and just in a four minute song picking them completely apart from uh, Ja Rule to uh, Irv Gotti to even the background artists that never pop where you yeah. say, them niggas suck, they no good, nobody's <laughs> gonna uh, feature, I don't even remember they name these so garbage, <laughs> but uh, yeah man, track number is, uh, is 10 it, back now, one of the most slept is, on disc is, records. Is, that, is it track number 10 or, or some point in the album when he, when he talks about uh, damn, 50 Cent back in town, how we gonna eat? Man, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's back down. Yeah. Tra- Child, how we go eat? And then that's when he goes, uh, "That's Jai, little <laughs> punk ass, thinking out loud." Yeah. And um, and before we move on to uh, our dislikes, I want to say what I think makes this album very special is that you have an East Coast up and coming beast in 50 that was just ready to take the game over, and he had yeah. a clear lane and a clear plan, and he knew what he wanted to accomplish, and had it like blinders on, and he was just focused. And then you have a West Coast goat 
mm-hmm. Dr. Dre's stamp mm-hmm. and with Dr. Dre's production. And then you have a Detroit's own, one of hip-hop's greatest rappers commercially commercially, and respected for his talent. Yeah. Eminem yeah. also co-signing. And you have all that coming together. It really is yeah. something special that where it's like you never had like three iconic uh, people come together to create an album. Yeah. And that's why we don't get albums like Get Rich or Die Trying all the time. And that's why a lot of albums don't sell 8.4 million. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what's kind of trippy too is like I think that that's I think that what you just said kind of started in hip hop with a hip hop that people needed a cosign. Yeah. People needed a cosign and I think this was the first big example of what a cosign does to you. <laughs> and then like that's why people wanted to stand next to certain rappers that were kind of already on because it worked for 50 it worked for other artists or whatever so like it, I think that started a trend in hip hop a little bit. Yeah. And I would say that one thing that separates this uh, Get Rich or Die Trying album from other gangster albums that are like in its lane is one, Dr. Dre's production is always going to move an album to yeah. the next level. Like the instrumentals on this on this album are like huge, clean. Timeless. Uh, yeah, very timeless. And then 50, authenticity on this album is just next level, man. Mm-hmm. When he has bars about like... Uh, Selling, selling dice. I mean, selling dope. Going broke, shooting dice. Then having to go back to sell more dope because he <laughs> lost. Like those are like real situations that people in the hood go through. Yeah. Uh, when he talks about uh, everybody dealing with maybe babies, mm-hmm. and you might uh, you buying all these uh, clothes and Jordans for maybe babies because it mm-hmm. might be his and it might be yours, yeah. and it's like n- nobody knows, and, and it's just a reality that people deal with. Uh, when you're growing up in like a rough neighborhood and bars like that with 50s delivery and 50s backstory just really adds like just something special to the album and the authenticity of it is uh, we haven't seen an artist like that again. It's next level. I feel like what's crazy is that Dude, like I'm thinking about it right now, and like we're reciting lyrics, and we're talking about what happened during the 2000 and 2003 for Fifty Cent, and we were 13 and able to relate to that shit. Yeah, 13 years old, dog. We shouldn't be able to. This it should not make any sense to us. It should kind of go over our head. Yeah. But so much of the world was connecting to it because it was so real. Yeah, it was so real. So like, um, I I, I agree all the way with you, man. And I, I also want to say that um, because uh, I had to listen to like more uh, Fifty Cent's album in June, and, like around this time, just getting my review together, and I really want to say that I enjoyed that. that impression that this album and G-Unit had to production um, in just around that time because everybody wanted to make beats like this. Everybody wanted to make something similar to this and it was just like really dope to hear that this impact was just crazy and it just really switched uh, like switched uh, switched the game up a little bit. So, uh, man, this album's really dope, man. So, you want to go ahead and uh, flip the coin on this one though? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've been giving this album a lot of praise. Let's hop into our our dislikes. All right, man, let's do it. No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all, nobody. So, it's very simple. It's very simple, Will Gill. <laughs> it is very, very simple, man. I feel like I gave the album a lot of love, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's only right if I go first. All right, all right. And talk about what I dislike on this track. Were you ever, Will Gill? Were you able to find one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You found one? Oh, I shit. found it in two thousand and three. Okay. <laughs> and I and I refound my dislike in uh, what year is it? Two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. And I want to say that. You know, this whole time, I've never fucked with track number nine, Bloodhound. And uh, it's the track that's featuring Young Buck. Uh, uh, a lot of y'all, 
if if you don't know what track I'm talking about, it's probably because you skipped it. Because I think it's clearly <laughs> the worst song on the album. But you probably remember Fifty going, uh, UTP. UTP and then you skip the song because yeah. the, the instrumental on this track is uh, pretty terrible it's like a there's like a wet dripping sound that's kind of like the, the anchor for the instrumental that I just uh. thought was terrible <laughs> Young Buck I always felt was one of the weaker members of oh, G-Unit yeah yeah not as bad as Tony I Ayo. was just about to say dog yeah. I gotta say what about Yayo not man? as bad as ten, Tony Ayo but um, Young Buck I always felt was just kind of one of many rappers and uh, uh, Bloodhound for as hard as 50 was on this album and on that song it's not 50's fault but the instrumental whack Young Buck whack oh. track number 9 doesn't not a terrible song but doesn't hold a light to the rest of the album like it did like if it wasn't there you would've missed it yeah you yeah. wouldn't have missed it. I, it, it, which I don't because I skip this song every time <laughs> I listen to the album. Track yeah, number nine, bro. That, that's that's I, I like that song. I like that song. It was my first time hearing the newcomer uh, Young Buck. Just you know, my first taste of that, and then also just like I felt like they both went back and forth with just criminal activities, and it was yeah. just like for me, it was I, it was a li- it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like something that I would go you know share or if I was going mm-hmm. you know tell everybody about like you know I wouldn't I wouldn't mention it, but I wouldn't skip it, you know. Yeah. So I, I see what you mean, but. No, I got one more actually now I think about it. Oh damn. Now we now that we're talking about G Unit members, I just wanna say Tony Yayo, his part on the on this album on track number twelve, like my style, which is a great record by the way. Yeah. Um I thought we I thought we I thought you would have started off no, with, no, no, no. with that one. I just wanna say what what fifty does to Tony Yayo on this track is embarrassing and it pretty <laughs> much sums up Tony Yayo's career with fifty cent what? where uh he goes Yo, 50, you need some help? Chill, yeah, yo, I got this. And that pretty much sums up Tony Yayo's career as a rapper and as 50 Cent's friend. 50 is always pushing this guy, Tony Yayo, like, pretty much every time I see Tony Yayo and 50 Cent together, to me, 50 Cent has a face where he's like, Tony Yayo, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You should be blessed to be next to me. Just chill, Yayo. And that's how I feel like it came out. Chill, Yayo, I got this. (laughs) And then when Yayo does come back at the back back end of this song, it's it's really unnecessary. Yeah. So that's Tony Yayo's career uh, in the way and unnecessary. (laughs) So so you would just say you don't like Yayo involvement? Yayo's involvement in that song? I would just say if I'm Tony Yayo... And I'm an upcoming rapper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I sign up to do that part. <laughs> 50, you need some help? Chill, yeah, yo, I got this. Like, come on, bro. You're a grown-ass man. 50, you need some help? And, like, it's the way he says it, too. It the sounds delivery. like, yeah, it, it, he sounds weak. And then 50 comes in strong. Like, chill, yeah, yo, I got this. And that's been bothering you ever since, like, the get-go first yeah, time you heard man. this? Yeah, yeah, man. I said, man, yeah, I, heard that, I heard that song when I was 13. So I'm not going to be that dude. I'm not going to be Tony Yayo. <laughs> so I'm going to be 50 if anything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Vontae the Pro, uh, what about you, man? Anything you dislike? There's six, 19 songs. There got to be something. Um, let me scroll. Don't do it. I'm scrolling. Don't do it. Don't this, do it. The 19 songs. And, like, you know, I didn't have those problems that you had. I feel like. Um, I enjoyed the newcomers. I I, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed those tracks. And man, I, I listened to this album and I felt like this was like the most easiest review for myself, just because it was like I you know from top to bottom was something it was something I can enjoy. And it kind of reminded me of the you know the Kanye thing. And what I'm trying to say, the Kanye West in, uh, podcast that we did, I didn't have a dislike. 
And I felt like the same. I remember. <laughs> you didn't want me to. You didn't want me to live. You said, "Gun to your head, Vontae. Pick a song." Yeah. And I died on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm about to die again, Will. Uh, <laughs> Gun to my head. I'm willing to. I'm willing to get shot like Fifty Cent. Just take nine, man. I, oh, like, well, man. not, not no die way. like Fifty Cent, but you know, you get the point. I just, I'm, I'm from top to bottom. I just couldn't find one. I, I really wish I could. I enjoyed the newcomers. I enjoyed, uh, you know, the 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 new verses that I got from from G Unit. Uh, there wasn't a bad concept that on the song. All the subject matter was there. If I said that I disliked the song, I'd just be lying. Damn, I would just you be really lying. feel that way, man? I would, yeah, man. If I if I was like, oh man, I, I don't like track number blah blah, blah I'd just be like, You're just I, reaching. I, exactly, exactly. Okay. And it's like. I don't know if it's because I'm afraid of 50 Cent, but I would never say nothing. Like, I would never say nothing like that. I would never the say Oh, 50. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, Will, you crazy for all that talking you was doing. I was talking <laughs> about Young Buck and Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you clean that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, man, I just, man, we, uh, okay, we can go man. ahead, man. I, I, I don't have Damn, anything. Damn, I'm disappointed in you that you didn't come up with a track, but it's I cool. I understand where you're coming from. It, it, it was hard, and um, it, it is really something special this album 19 tracks and almost everything is untouchable yeah and, and, and if this was uh any of 50 cents other albums oh i would have plenty i would have i would have i would have i wouldn't say i wouldn't say like it just got worse and worse but i would at least have one on every album all right von say the pro <laughs> let's get into our ratings you go first i think it's kind of clear yeah where you going and matter of fact when you drop your score uh drop your percentage too because i'm kind of oh, curious on how how high you willing I, to I put even, this album I, I didn't think about the percentage but i'll, I'll think about how to talk okay so it's kind of easy like you said uh, it's not a real debate or anything like that um this album came out fucking 10 years 10 years plus and 13 I, years 13 years ago i never passed math class apparently <laughs> god damn that at was least, embarrassing dog i said at least 10 years ago now let me get my point <laughs> off man go ahead so man. what i'm trying to say is that when this album comes on i'm still excited to listen to it it brings me back to a certain place in time in life and i feel like that's what's most important about music like i like i'd like to feel like it took me back to something mm-hmm. and um this album is just full of hit records and um uh, man i feel like sonically this might this album might be perfect so yeah. A plus, uh, shocker, shocker. Um, but if I was gonna give this a, a percentage, damn, dude, I'd probably give this like a, like about like a ninety eight. To be honest, okay. this might be my highest okay. rated album. I, and I'm thinking about it yeah. like a ninety eight. That's like, why I need the percentage. Like how out of a hundred? Yeah, yeah. Giving this album a ninety eight. Yeah, and, and I feel like. That's just because, like, it, it's. I know, like I said, it's sonically, I feel like it's perfect, but there's probably something I can enjoy a little bit better. But it's like so being so tedious, so you yeah. know. So uh, A plus, man. Um, uh, Fifty Cent, man. Hats off, you. I, I, I need you to. I need you to go broke so you can try and get rich again. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what about you, Will Gill? Yeah, man. You said it best. There's no denying how great this album is. It's a five star classic. Yep. Um, this is one of hip hop's greatest albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, one of the greatest albums. Matter of fact. And uh, yeah, I'll go A plus, and I say I agree ninety eight percent. I okay, think it's okay. a, a perfect percentage, which is which is surprising because I was going to give it ninety eight percent, and I did have dislikes. Yeah, I was thinking and about that. And my two percent goes to one uh, percent knockoff for Tony oh. Ayo, one percent <laughs> knockoff for Young Buck. Fifty, fifty, you did your thing. You was ninety eight percent, baby. <laughs> Hell of an album, dog. Hell of an album. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And. uh yeah, man. So this album is just great. Do you want to move into our closing questions? We can go in there to move in, man. I swear, take a few steps back. Yeah. To go you ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. All right, Vontaine Pro. I need some answers. Look, man, it's 2003. Yeah. 
you an up and coming rapper, right? Yep, yep. Fifty Cent's Get Richard to Die Trying dropped. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay Z's Black Album dropped. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand and three. And you have to choose between both labels. So do you want to have a a Rockefeller chain? Ooh. Or do you want to have a G unit chain? With the uh, the G unit chain with the spinning uh, pendant. Uh, you, uh, what chain you picking between the two? Both classic hip hop uh, labels, and they're both from the chains. East Coast. They're yeah. both they're both from the yeah chains too. Like those are iconic, and um, you know I wish that I wish I could have like a West Coast bias going on in here. I thought I wish you'd be like Dr. Dre or, or Fifty Cent, but you know since we're yeah, comparing, no, I know I'd be rocking that A, <laughs> yeah. the aftermath A. I never seen a rapper with an aftermath A on besides Dre before. Besides the game, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck. All right. Um, if I had to pick one, um, I think that I would really at the, at the, at the you talking about at the time or at today? The, at the time. All right. At the time, G Unit. Today, Rockefeller. Yeah, I I, I get what you're coming from because at the time, man, that spinning pendant was like Ooh. something I never seen before. Yep. Especially, I think at the time there was these shoes called Data Lifes, <laughs> where um, yeah, where the, if that when you look- walk the there's like side rims on there where they keep spinning. Uh, spinning. Yeah. So uh, spinning rims were really in like on any cars yeah. and then on that chain. So yeah, I agree with you. I think in 2003 I would have picked the G Unit chain. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, I remember when the G Unit album dropped, they had a promo where where if you buy the physical copy, uh, one copy will have a, a special prize in there where you could get your own G Unit authentic chain. I remember that shit so well. I, I remember when I did buy my G Unit album, I was praying <laughs> I would win a G Unit chain. But now I feel like uh, the Rockefeller chain as an adult, yeah, and uh, able to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> able to comprehend uh, the accomplishments uh, the accomplishments that Rockefeller was able to make yeah. and what that chain represents. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll give anything to get that Rockefeller chain. Yeah, yeah well said. Well, I, I feel the same exact way. It's just like, um, I feel like everybody wanted the rock chain at the end of the day, but I felt like in the beginning of it, everybody wanted the G-Unit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So um, I'm with you 100%. I remember buying like three G-Unit albums. I swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah, I, to like, try to get the chain. Yeah, and I don't I don't even, I never knew if it was even like a real thing. I don't I think remember, it was. I just remember hearing like somebody was like, oh, if you buy the G-Unit, G-Unit album, there's a chance you could win the chain. I was like, oh shit, buying three. Yeah, and I don't think anybody won, so <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was true. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, I never seen that. Was never before heard. The, that was before the internet where you just lie to people and be like, they'll never find out. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. <laughs> they're never. They're, yeah. they're not going to get together and tell everybody he was lying. <laughs> but our, um, we'll go. That was a great question, but I do want to ask you a question before we get out of here. Okay. Um. All right. So, Fifty Cent, Young Buck, uh, Lloyd Banks, Tony Yayo. That's G Unit, right? <laughs> and then we got on the, uh, another East Coast group that I wanted that I wanted to talk about, and um, one of your favorites too. I feel like we got Dipset, Dipset, we Dipset, got, Dipset, Cameron, Jim Jones, Jim Jones, and Joel Santana. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you if um, you had to ask or you, to answer this, like, which group do you think was more had more of an impact on the hip hop culture? Was it oh. G Unit or was it Dipset? Who had a bigger impact till today? Man, that's a great question. Because they were both killing it when they came out. I feel like G-Unit's impact at the time was extremely large and it was like hard to deny. Yeah. But I think when you add in time and um, 
the way records hold up. Mm-hmm. I really feel like what Dipset was doing when they were coming up, the way they were flipping records, their specific sound mm-hmm. was still holds up today. Dipset records, I love listening to Dipset records today. I feel that. And uh, their instrumentals, the way they were flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, wordplay. Yeah, the wordplay. The words he was making And up. then Joel's was clearly the best rapper out of all of... Uh, Everybody has an MC. Yeah, as an MC. It was uh, Joel's and Lloyd are the two most talented out of like the whole group. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I gotta say at the time it'll probably be G Unit, but moving on now in 2016, I feel like Dipset overall had a bigger impact on the game. Uh, G Unit okay. kind of felt more of a flash in the pan. Okay, okay, I I, I could completely respect that, and um, I feel like um. I agree because I feel like G Unit kind of like it's not really existing to today, yeah. and I know Dipset isn't either. Isn't and, either, but I feel like and G Unit was so fifty heavy. Yeah, okay. Fifty carried so much of the low for G Unit, which I felt like Fifty did that on purpose. He didn't. He didn't let any of his people shine, which which Cameron did too. Yeah, you know he shut down Joel's. He never mm-hmm. let Joel's really be the artist he could have been. Yeah, but uh, but at least with uh, Dipset, it was like. Cameron was popping, Joel's was popping, uh, Jim Jones was popping, and there are other artists uh, that I can't even think of their names right now. They were popping too. Freaky Z, and all yeah, that. all those guys. Yeah, I, I see what you, uh, I see what you mean, man. Um, I, I I'm with you on everything you said. I I just feel like collectively that's that's pretty much what I'm what I'm going at too. So um, I think we pretty much got it. Y'all 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 finished or y'all done? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> all right all right well i think that's the thing that's the cue to go ahead and wrap this up yeah i think we need to close out uh if you want to let us know how you feel about this 50 cent uh get rich or die trying some of your memories mm-hmm. you can hit us up on twitter at hhr underscore pod we hashtag team follow back over here so if you mm-hmm. fuck with us we, we fuck, fuck with you, you all day. <laughs> and we on soundcloud mm. stitcher iTunes and a, a whole bunch of other platforms that we don't even know. We everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. Do your Googles. Um, if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you drop a review for your boys one time. Five golden stars would be greatly appreciated. Some blessings on blessings. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hip Hop Review Podcast. Look us up. Yes, sir. And I want to do a quick shout out to uh, Trillmatic. Uh, they, 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 they put us up there with the top ten uh, hip hop podcasts that you should check out. And uh, just to be mentioned along like with Rap Radar and uh, a couple other. Uh, podcasts that are really solid in the game really meant something so uh, check them out um, but I want to wrap this up and say as always I am Vontae the Pro and I'm here with my homie Will Gill and this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast and god damn we changing the podcast game another one let's go hey, hey.